Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hey guys, welcome back to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. This is Janie, your host. And um, on today's episode, we are actually tapping into the heart and soul through musical expression. And we are speaking with Miss Shalita White. Shalita is the owner and founder of Just Rock Enterprises. Just Rock is a company founded to inspire artistry through musical expression. So we're going to speak with Shalita about that. Um, music is such a wonderful way to tap into your heart and soul. Um, So many artists out there, they're doing amazing jobs at expressing loving, loving vibrations through music. And so Shalita is going to talk all about that. Um, Before we get to the podcast, I just want to say congratulations to our co-host, Russell Bruce. He just released his cookbook, Meal Alchemy. So guys, make sure you grab that book from Amazon. Um, So many wonderful recipes for you and your family to stay healthy. So congratulations to Russell. All right, guys, stay tuned. This is Shalita White. Hi guys, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. We're back with another episode. My name is Janie Charlotte, your host, and my co-host, Mr. Russell Bruce. Hello, everybody. We also have here Ms. Shalita White from Just Rock Enterprises. Shalita, welcome to the podcast. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So we know that music, along with all other forms of art, is definitely a great way to tap into the heart and soul. So we have Shalita here to talk about Just Rock Enterprises, whose mission is to give people an experience through the arts and music. So Shalita, um, we're going to talk all about Just Rock, but we want to figure out what inspired you to start Just Rock Enterprises? Hmm. Um, so what inspired me to start Just Rock uh, really was from my own experience as an independent artist. Um, I live in Washington, D.C., um, but I moved there from New York City. And in New York, I was a full-time um, artist. And so I performed at my spots that I had music residency at, and then also um, as a principal, well, I had a principal role um, with the Negro Ensemble Theater Company on 42nd Street. And so when I moved, and I shouldn't say I left it all behind because I didn't at the time, but (laughs) before I started my family, I was still back and forth. But what happened was I, when I moved, I got the opportunity to teach voice lessons Um, and teach at local schools between the Washington DC area and the New York City. And I enjoyed working with students, mostly because a lot of what I felt that I was bringing to the table, which was confidence building experiences. um, I felt like 
as a kid, I did not experience that as much like, you know, my parents exposed me to music lessons and, you know, there were opportunities to perform, but ways to really put yourself out there as an artist, I had to learn that on the go. I had to learn that while and when I lived in New York. And so I wanted to help people to be able to experience that before it was time for you to get out there and test your 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 music chops or acting chops or whatnot. So that's what inspired me to start Just Rock. Russell, did you have anything you wanted to add right there? Not to that in particular, but tell us a little bit more about Just Rock and what exactly Sure. So. Yes, so Just Rock is a music company based in the Washington DC area. And what we do is we offer, um, well, we inspire independent artistry through confidence building music experiences. And so that, you know, includes music lessons, whether it's in person, um, we have two studios in Washington DC um, in the uh, Maryland community. Um, and it's in a very artsy district too. So I, I love that um, because of the clientele that we get to experience. But whether it's in person or obviously because of COVID virtual. Um, and then we work with schools uh, in DC and Maryland and Virginia and also New York City offering music appreciation, music DJing, songwriting and you name it. Um, we work with senior centers and Children's National Hospital in um, Ryan Seacrest Studios. And we are once again offering the same experience, just music um, lessons, uh, group music classes, just with, um, a, a, we really like to concentrate on building confidence while we're doing that. Um, and we, we just actually opened up this month a location in Houston, Texas as well. So we're still working on that, building it out, but I'm originally from Houston and I wanted to establish a Houston footprint. So yes, that's what we do. That's okay. awesome. Um, you mentioned uh, building confidence in artistry and music. What type of, I guess, insecurities do people come in with and for them to gain that confidence? So what are you seeing? What type of, um, I won't, don't want to say insecurities, but that's just for lack of better words, uh, where they're not as confident in. What are they coming in with to build that up? I mean, a lot of times, so um, so you're asking like, what are they, when they come in, like what type of client, what type of student am I getting? Correct, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it really varies. Um, a lot of times the student may come in with some natural talent, um, but it's just been untouched, untapped. So they may not have the confidence to project in a room, whether that's musically or whether that is just having a conversation. So um, what we like to do is concentrate on just different tactics to help build and, 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 and bring that out. And typically after several months, they are just, I mean, that is one of the biggest things that most of our clients have always emailed back or, you know, written reviews about, which is that my kid or just myself, you know, I was nervous to get out, you know, and perform in front of some friends, or I was nervous to record a song. I thought people were going to hear me and I didn't think I sound that great. And just being with Just Rock, it just really made them feel as if they could do anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, it does sound like it um, It helps people with communication, you know, eat on all levels, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because you do have to be a great communicator at the first level to just be out there and be able to sing or play an instrument and be in the zone while doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, it, so it sounds like you have like different age groups. So is it predominantly with the youth that you work with or are there a lot of adults? So, I mean, you know, when we first started for years, it was mostly youth. Um, I used to always say we work with all ages, you know, but it just seemed like about 95% of our clientele were uh, kids. However, so school age, um, but over the years, we have gotten a lot of seniors that have started working with us. We've always had, you know, adults, whether it was someone who was, looking to cross something off of their bucket list or someone who may have played in their college band and hadn't picked up an instrument in years and, you know, wanted to do some refreshers or, or just artists who um, are looking to learn a couple of chords to help them when they're singing. So then, you know, uh, they may come in for like guitar lesson or something like that. So it varies, but most of our clientele, yes, are kids, um, but we do work with all ages. Now, have you run across any super talented uh, singers or oh, yeah. is it is it just singing or is it? Oh, no, so it's all instruments. Um, oh. Yeah, it's all instruments. So we teach voice, piano, guitar, bass, drums, violin, cello, trumpet, trombone, you name it. Like, I mean, we teach it all. Um, and yes, okay, so when I actually used to teach voice lessons and that's what that's pretty much what I'll just rock did and I did it for years um oh my gosh my students I love them and I miss them um but yes there were a lot of very talented kids let's put it this way they are now either in college or have graduated their music I mean their majors were music it was in music some of them hit gotten full scholarships to college for music um moved away we used to do um and I, I say used to for what I'm about to say, because I, I have had three little ones um, and I just it stopped my time from being able to travel with the kids as I used to. But we used to I used to bring them every summer to New York City and they would get a chance to experience what life would be like as an artist. So um, they would get a chance to come, come out to radio stations and um, <laughs> and get a chance to walk and walk around and see what it's like to be on the air. So they go to like Hot 97, Q104.3, the disc jockeys would talk to them. They got to sit in songwriting sessions with um, musicians and, and songwriters who worked with artists that you hear on the radio. Um, and so it was inspiring to them and inspiring so much that, like I said, a lot of these kids ended up going to school there. We've had some that are now students at Berkeley School of Music um, and they're just pursuing their dreams. Um, and I love it. And these were voice students that I taught um, and, you know, I don't teach anymore. I haven't taught in years because now it's literally everyone else doing it. I'm kind of behind the scenes, but, uh, some of the other instructors that are working with some boy students, they're not, a lot of them are not yet in college, but, you know, there's some talent there, definitely. How do you think, um, students tap into their heart and soul through music? Hmm. That's a good question. So, um, I mean, honestly, it's a good 
I hope I'm answering this correctly, but depending on what music is to them, uh, they can use it to cope with whatever it is they're going through. I mean, this is the COVID season, you know, right now. So it, it can be therapeutic um, by journaling with it, you know, and, and especially with the songwriter circle events that we do. We um, have partnered as well with Howard University's music therapy program. And so um, their students are our practicum and intern students. And so just rock. Um, yeah, and so, so uh, they get a chance to work one-on-one -on -one with high school students. Um, I have them paired with the high school out in New York um, called Bella, and it's an all-girls school right now. And so they're able to work with them on ways to channel whatever emotion it is that they're dealing with, you know, um, that may affect their heart or their soul. And they um, are helping them through music therapy experiences um, in addition to senior centers and whatnot. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that's very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. it's building. Mm -hmm. I totally think music is healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So what are some of the tangible goals that you set? Like when you first started the company, like what are some of the goals? Like say for example, someone who sings or plays an instrument, like, do they sign up for a week, a month, a year? Oh, sure. And what's the progressional chart or the way that you try to show them? Sure. So um, that's a good question. Uh, so when we first started, and I, I can speak to voice students, and then, you know, as we started growing with others, um, typically we encourage clients to, they purchase uh, via packages, right? So we don't really do a la carte lessons, like one-offs, it's, it's a package. Uh, there's monthly packages where you purchase a 30 minute, 45 minute or hour long package and it's a once a week lesson. Um, what we have always done was to encourage clients to get up and perform at the showcases that we would have. Those would be twice a year. And at those showcases, you know, again, I knew growing up when I would perform at a school event or, you know, a showcase or something, um, I was always performing to a backing track, right? And so, you know, it was like, oh, push, push the tape or put the CD in and then you're singing to that. And then fast forward to as I moved to New York, I always wanted to perform with a band or a live musician. It brings a different experience to yeah. your set. And so fast forward to running Just Rock, I wanted my students to get that experience. So we do not do backing tracks, we do live bands. So they all get a chance to perform with a full band behind them. They get a chance to um, rehearse with that band so they can know what it's like to be in a rehearsal setting. We would bring in a stage choreographer for each showcase that we do again, which is twice a year. And they would work with them on their stage presence. Things that they don't have to wait until they get older as an artist to learn, but they get to learn that being connected with just rock. And so, I mean, in terms of what the journey is like, it's, to me, it was just making sure that they got that experience more than once a year. And so, hence, you know, the twice a year. Um, I mean, as students continued on and on, and especially depending on which instructor they were with, I mean, their music theory, um, you know, 
got much better. So it grew. Um, and then of course, you know, just their level of proficiency as well. So um, it's just with time that will definitely get better if they're practicing and, you know, progressing in their books. But again, my biggest thing was just making sure that just making sure that they are evolving as an artist and getting that hands-on experience because the more experience you get with it, the more it builds up your confidence, the more you're like, okay, you know, mm, let me get up here and sing something really quickly. Oh, it's just the guitarist. Okay. I know how to deal with that. You know, like, so that was um, definitely something that I wanted to make sure that they got some experience in. Hope I answered that. Yeah. yeah that's good. Um, I know now the arts isn't in a lot of schools um, and a lot of students learn better. You know, uh, Russell and I was discussing uh, earlier while preparing for this about how you sing the ABCs because you remember it more easily that way. Mm -hmm. um, where you're at, which I know you're in DC and you're also in Houston, um, do you feel the schools is it's is arts really in the schools? Have you, are, is your students saying anything about that? So for where my kids go to school, um, the arts is definitely in it. Um, but that's also something that I look for um, in, in, you know, schools that I'm putting my kids into environments that I'm putting them into. Um, Cause I do think it's a big thing, but I, I also know that it's not really, I mean, you hear a lot about it and you can just read on it um, in the DC area. It's not a big deal in schools. If, if they're having budget constraints, music is always one of the first things to go. And then it's like, oh, okay, we'll outsource someone to be able to facilitate a music program. But then it's like, well, uh, what age group are we working with here? What are what resources can we use to be able to make this work in the way that you think it should with no real budget and you've already cut it out of your during school programming? Um, so I know just across the board, yes, to answer your question, yeah, music is definitely always something to go in. Oh my gosh, with COVID, yeah, I mean, everyone's everyone was definitely trying to make sure that they could cover the basics, which I get, I totally get. Like you wanna make sure your kids are just learning and meeting those milestones needed, you know, um, in regular grade school classes, but any extracurricular, it's almost like they've kind of left it up to the parents to do. Mm -hmm. My kids' school is doing their best with it. Um, there's still music programming and whatnot, but it's virtual. But a lot of others, um, you know, I talked to other parents and they're like, oh no, we don't even get music. You know, that's not happening. We're not getting any type of um, visual arts or, you know, PE. It's just, excuse me, <clears throat> it's just, oh, um, we're going to have a break time for 30 minutes. That should be movement time for your kids. That's and that's, it. and it's left to us to be the PE teacher as well. Yeah. And it is interesting virtual. That, bring, that brings up a good question. Um, so with COVID, I'm sure across the board, a lot of schools probably have uh, cut that out. But how do, how do you feel the arts and music in particular actually transfers over to the real world for children, adults, you know, everybody? Like, how do you feel 
that music and the arts plays a role in their everyday life? Well, I mean, yeah, that is a great question. I know personally, just for someone that's a performer, that's in, um, someone that is in voice, like a, a, a voice student, definitely with just the way that you project in a crowd, knowing, um, I don't know if I want to bring this up, but like knowing and understanding code switching and um, how to deal with that. Um, voice helps you, you know, knowing um, even in a work environment, you know, when it's time for you to present right now, because everything is virtual, all we have to rely on, you know, is a lot of times are just our voices because you you know, people want to have their cameras off in meetings and whatnot, and just making sure people are still taking you seriously with uh, things that you're saying. So being able to project is one thing I know. Now, one thing I did not ever do was play the piano um, or the violin or other instruments, um, other string instruments. But what I did, what a lot of my instructors have told me, and a lot of what I've learned from reading it, um, those are some of the smartest people in math, you know, um, especially because of the theory behind everything. Um, so, I mean, it just depends on, I guess, the career you're looking to go into, but most musicians that I have dealt with, that I've worked with, that are a part of the company, they're all just very, just super creative, definitely very creative. I love the hustling spirit you know, um, the dreamer in them, you know, the optimism, and they're all adults. So perhaps, you know, those things collectively is what can help little ones in their careers as adults. Good stuff. I um, I have a personal story I could share with you. Ooh, that, I want to hear it. You know, and it ties in exactly to what you do. So my daughter is a senior in college right now. Mm -hmm. She's 22. But when she was 10, we sent her to a performing arts camp during the summer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were told they could choose a couple different, like, type classes or whatever they could take. Mm -hmm. She chose acting and dancing. Mm -hmm. You know, and we felt it would help bring her out because she was kind of shy. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, the, the, wait, wait, it was breaking up. You said she was shy. The, the phone. Yeah, started. so she was she was kind of shy. I said, so I thought, right. Mm -hmm. So she goes to this camp and we sent her for several weeks. I think she went for four weeks. But on Thursdays, they allowed them to cross over into a different genre so to speak mm -hmm. so she got into singing on Thursday she go uh -huh. and they were actually recording him and everything so it was actually at uh Taffy Dollar Cripple Dollar's uh wife Taffy runs this camp in the summertime uh -huh. and you know they have this big old amazing facility down there with all the bells and whistles so they mm -hmm. take the kids in the studio she sings they love her voice so they put together some of the camp kids they felt that could sing strong. They recorded a song and everything. But at this point, I had, had no idea she was even doing any of this. So at the end of the camp, when they had the big performance and they allowed the kids to go up and show their skills and what they have learned or whatever, 
Mm -hmm. goes out singing a solo that I had no idea this girl could sing or whatever and she rocks it her stage presence was amazing I love it choked me up because it was like I'm like who is that little girl and from there she uh she started performing everywhere after that and she started singing around the house and dancing and she would never do that in front of me before and it was like she just blossomed and now she's like extremely confident. And I have no doubt if you put her in front of a thousand or a million people right now that she would not be timid. She would stand up and speak with confidence. And, you know, she just, she just has this gift. So, Is she still out performing and singing and everything? No, she, uh, she ended up playing volleyball in eighth grade and she went on to play volleyball in college she went on a scholarship okay you know that that took up a lot of time she's pretty good student so you know her time was kind of taken up so she kind of had to choose Uh uh-huh she gave up the arts but she still would record so she's gonna get back into it after she finishes exactly so I was just saying that so what you're you're doing a lot of these kids later on in life it really helps them out with their confidence. So when you were speaking mm. that, it kind of reminded me of what her experience was. Yeah, I think okay. even if you don't want to choose a career in music, taking something in the arts will always increase your confidence. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that should just be a part of the curriculum at each level, at each grade level, because whether you decide to be a fireman, you need to be able to speak, you need, need to be able to express yourself. And I think those, those classes of what you're doing, even if somebody's like, hey, I just want to learn the the violin for fun. It just teaches you confidence in yourself. And I think everybody can benefit from that. Everybody. So I think even if you're not going into the arts, it's such a great thing, a great route to kind of maybe put your child in to um, build confidence, especially Mm -hmm. those shy kids and those timid kids who just need that inner light to come out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Shalita, um, what impact do you think music have on the world? Mm -hmm. And I really want to focus more on hope and inspiration because we know what negative, negative music could do, but what impact do you, do you think music have on the world? Wow. I mean, I mean, just the, the sound of a great voice can be so uplifting um or the it doesn't even have to be a voice it could be an instrumentalist you know um there's this awesome cellist i'm just thinking about who sits out on her porch and plays every i think it's like monday or something and she she started this during covid and the new york times wrote a piece on her her porch is around the corner from one of my studios in DC, but just the sound, just hearing her play just felt like, okay, in the midst of all of this chaos that's going on right now, there's this peace, you know, there's just this feeling of you look around or you're just listening and you feel like you're not alone, you know, music to me, brings everyone together. It's a story. It's 
it's it's unifying. I mean, Russell, listening to the story that you just gave about your daughter, like I was getting chills just listening because I can imagine and I have seen those moments with parents where I have seen their kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, you are a rock star. Their parents have no idea. They get up on stage and perform and I'm looking at the moms and dads crying or it's like, what just happened here? Like, what the parents are, are like, is that my child? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, parents yeah. that sometimes can be so cool and calm and poised. Yeah. yeah, when they see their kids and like showing up and showing out, they're like, oh, "Girl, what?" <laughs> and I love it. I love it. And that's what music does. That's yeah, does. I agree. Um, like I yeah. love jazz because it's so calming. It's just mm. cool, and mm-hmm. you can just hear your own thoughts with jazz. And um, I love love music, of course, because it, it keeps me in love. Mm-hmm. So, and music is universal. That's what I say. Universe is universe. One verse, like mm-hmm. one song, and it's it's uniting. Like I, I'm like, like there's these Asian guys that are on there singing gospel music that's on YouTube. I can't remember their names, mm. but they probably don't even speak English. <laughs> but it's like. They could hear songs like how people cross over, like they may have heard Michael Jackson or whatever back in the day. They could sing mm-hmm. the song but not speak the language. Mm-hmm. So it, it's universal in its appeal as far as the way it makes you feel, putting you in a place in time. Janie and I actually, you know, looked at a few videos because it, it reminded me of uh, when we start talking about music earlier. It reminded me of some elderly dementia patients like they would sit there and just be depressed and you know not move staring in one space mm-hmm. and they would put their put a headset on them and play like some of their favorite songs that their family members may have mentioned and all of a sudden they come up they come to life and temporarily they remember like because it puts them back in a place in time and things that they were asking them prior to putting the headset and the music on they couldn't answer mm-hmm. But afterwards, they were, they were able to answer and elaborate and smile. So music is also used to heal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. We, we would see it a lot in the hospital. Um, people would come and set up their instrument and just play music in the hallways. Um, yeah. So definitely healing. Um, um, we would do it um, Children's National. Um, we've been working with them for years and uh, because of COVID and because of everything, we cannot be inside. So we're just doing things virtually um, in partnership with, with Seacrest Studios. But whenever clients, well, patients were coming in to the hospital, um, to the emergency room check-in area, it was just rock musicians just there performing comfort music for them just so they can hear something um and then we would do patient side bed patient side uh, bedside visits um patient bedside visits sorry and so the instructors would go in play a little snippet of a song or play a little violin just something um and it was it was always great I mean like literally we would just receive emails or calls and people were like does it have to be only twice a week? Can we do longer? You know, because people, the patients were looking forward to it. Um, that was like the bright part of their day. So, yeah, no, I do. Um, when people are sick in the hospital and some of them on their dying bed, I mean, um, music 
takes them closer to the other side it's mm-hmm. almost like it connects them to their spirit which is what they leave this physical earth and go into which is the spirit and music does that it connects them closer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so with that said uh what artists or musicians have inspired you? Hmm. Well, definitely as a kid, I was obsessed with Whitney Houston. <laughs> Whitney Houston. I remember that about you. Huh? I think I remember you saying oh, yeah. I love some Whitney. I, I always loved Whitney. I loved In Vogue. I loved Sade. The Supremes. That was honestly like um, their story. That was the first novel I read um, in middle school, like sixth, seventh grade. I used to perform all their songs. Um, but definitely Whitney and the Supremes. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. just love the story of the Whitney was, I mean, she was talented. She sang like an angel. She did. Especially, especially when she was on top of her game. Yeah, it was so effortless, you know? There was none of the extra all over the top stuff. It was just her singing and it was so pure sounding. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So so with that said, it reminded me of something because I, I had a lot of friends who were in the music industry. So I get to hear some of the uh, chatter. Uh, it seems like back in the day, like when Whitney and all them came along, that the music industry was more so into developing artists. Like how mm-hmm. Clive Davis took a lot of those uh, singers under their wing. Mm-hmm. They taught them how their stage presence, how to interview, things to do, things not to do. Now, it seems like most of the kids who are getting signed are getting signed off of social media. Absolutely. The record labels are looking for somebody who, who has presence, but they already have a following. And then they just put the marketing dollars behind them because they don't want to develop them anymore. Yeah. So so with that said, do you guys like so some of your top students who may have the potential to be signed? Do you guys have relationships with, uh, say, A&R people or labels to try to get them noticed? So this is interesting that you say this. Within the past week, you're the third person who's actually asked me something along the lines of this. Seriously. And no. We don't. We don't. I'm sure if I really think about it and kind of reach back into when I was really teaching or something, I'm sure I have some contacts still, but I haven't put the focus into it. Um, So I I don't, I I can say right now at the top of my head, no. And, you know, because people have been asking me this, it's made me think okay, should there be another umbrella to the company? Because this is the third time I've been asked this in the past week. And I'm like, and I'm usually answering it the same way I'm just answering it now. Like, no. There you go. Just gave you another career path, artist development. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I am. Yeah. I mean, every industry needs mentorship. So, you know, we're only as good as the person that trained us or who we learned from. So I think every industry needs mentorship. So it might be something you should look into, especially if it's the third time. Yeah, I, I should. I really should. 
Yeah, we really yeah. appreciate what you offer and what you do. Yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing. I think that children are the future. They're our future. They're going to be taking care of us now, you know, and um, I think we need confident kids, I think, in all industries. And like I said, I think it's kind of like if you just um, you put your kid through some type of art it's going to help them in no matter what they decide mm-hmm, to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Shalita, um, tell us a little bit more about Just Rock. I understand you are in DC, Maryland, Virginia, and Houston. Um, how can our listeners reach you? Sure. So you can definitely find me on social media and Instagram at Just Rock ENT. Um, or on our website at justrockenterprises.com. So it's J-U-S-T-R-O-C-K, Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-S-E-S.com. Or honestly, you can just type in Just Rock E-N-T as well. It should point you right to the Just Rock Enterprises page. Um, and then, you know, if they have direct questions, you can always DM us on Instagram. You can always shoot us an email at info at justrockenterprises.com as well. Awesome. And we always ask all of our guests two questions. Um, So currently today at the time of the recording of this podcast, what is the current matter of your heart? And it doesn't necessarily have to be arts or music related, um, just something that is very near and dear to your heart right now. Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I've never been asked before. Um, I would say making sure that my kiddos are still able to thrive after after COVID is over. With, mm. You know, um, I feel like because I have been in such a space of pivoting and trying to survive during COVID because I'm in an industry that was severely affected. Um, I have not put as much energy and effort and time into them. And I haven't poured into them as much as I should be. And so, you know, that's something that I continue to think about. And I also have to continue to tell myself, give yourself some grace. You're not going to be perfect at anything. So just, you know, they'll be all right. Just love on them. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. And which is, I mean, I think that's great before I move on. I think, um, you know, now that you just said it, I didn't realize, um, how big of an impact COVID probably has had on the music industry, concerts and um, scheduled what performances and um, this non-contact thing and- um, All of our schools, I mean, yeah. some were still in virtually, but for the most part, all those contracts was just like, hey, we're gonna wait till we're back in the building. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I believe that your kids will be just great. Um, and mm-hmm. like you pivot, kids are resilient. They pivot well, too. So the second question is, what is a book that you can recommend to our listeners and why? 
Hmm. Um, well, I unfortunately have not uh, been a reader for the past several years um, because I just <laughs> I haven't really been having the time, you know, but um, maybe my book, The Rocking Mommypreneur, <laughs> <laughs> it's available on Amazon, um, spelled just the way it's pronounced. Uh, that would be one. Um, it's a That's a great one. Not promoted or done anything with, but that one, and, and listen, I, it's, I'm suggesting that one besides it being a shameless plug. Uh, but also, it's just for those looking, especially mompreneurs, looking to start a business, but you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have the funds to do so. Um, you can do it with limited capital, limited resources, and it's just my little tips of what got me started and, and so forth. So yeah. what's your definition of a mompreneur? Um, <laughs> just uh, for those out there that don't know what a mompreneur is. Sure. It's a mommy looking to start her own business or a mom that is an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think we're going to have a lot more mompreneurs uh, during the next 10 years, to be honest. I yeah, say after every, every, what, recession or yep. crazy situation, like the depression, whatever, after Spanish influenza, all of that, they say that a lot of like new ideas, innovative ideas, entrepreneurs, it's like a huge emergence of all of that. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, you're in a good space because it's, uh, it's very creative. Music is that one thing. If we're going to have to be socially distanced, music is something that you can feel without touching. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Russell, did you have anything else? Any other questions for no, Mr. That's about it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was um, definitely a pleasure and we appreciate you so much. And again, really appreciate what you're doing. Um, anybody that's investing in kids is an investment in the future. So I think that's um, a beautiful thing that you're doing. And um, I think it's, it's, you're planting great seeds into the future. Thank you guys. Well, I have enjoyed being on your podcast. I love it. Yeah. So guys, um, make sure you pick up Shalita's book, The Rocking Mompreneur on Amazon. Amazon. So pick that up. Um, and while you're shopping on Amazon, make sure you pick up Russell's book, Mill Alchemy, also available on Amazon. Yes. And Seven <laughs> Steps to Mastering Emotions, my book, also available on Amazon. So um, all different creative expressions um, to get you in touch with your heart and soul and just, you know, to bring out the very best things that you want to do in life. Um, this podcast is inspired by love, God, relationships, spirituality, justice, culture, family, children, finances, freedom, personal growth, energy and vibrations, universal principles, health, education, masculine and feminine energy, music, and all things of the heart and soul. This is how we connect our minds with our hearts to stay in perfect alignment. 
please like and share our podcast. It is on all podcasting platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We appreciate you guys so much for the support. And um, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Thank you.